Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline from CBS4 and Fox 59. Mike Chappell joins us. All right. So is this uh, Zach Moss implementation here going to be the difference between what was one of the worst running efforts by running backs that we have ever seen to being solidified and giving support to a rookie quarterback that definitely, regardless, Mike, of the competition, is going to need it on the road Sunday? It should be better. I mean, but keep, keep in mind, and again, what's really kind of crazy, if you think about that, the game last year to end the season against Houston, he had his best season or his best game, 114 yards. Uh, yeah, you need more. You know, it's it's not going to be the same without Taylor. It just isn't. And I don't think anyone expected that, but no one expected 16 carries for, for 25 yards by the backs last week. I mean, that, that's just not sustainable. You know, it wouldn't be sustainable with Peyton Manning in his fifth year, and it certainly isn't with, with a rookie quarterback. So it, it'll help, but he will have practiced uh, – one week full and one week limited, speaking of Zach Moss. So, uh, but that, that sort of tells you that it'll be better because uh, of what of what's surrounding. That, that last week simply wasn't good enough. You know, I, I, there was so much talk, and I, I do believe Shane Steichen's a pretty good play caller. But it's still, at the end of the day, it's still, you know, players. It, 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 it's a player's league, and it's pretty hard to dial up some things when you're sort of shorthanded, you know, at that position. So we'll see. What's disappointing, though, and we've talked about this, is that it wasn't really a surprise going into the season that, you know, one, Taylor wasn't going to be there. And two, you know, Zach Moss, had he broke his arm in training camp, like the first day, whatever it was, July 29th, the first day they, they practiced in pads. So, they they knew that that was what they were going to have. Yeah, because they don't, they don't they don't care as much as we do about that. Well, <laughs> they're not they're not as uh, focused on that. And, and nah, yeah, and, well, and and I've said this: they just don't simply care as much about that position as we do right now. They they don't, well, or you would have done. They had a month right to now. do something about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Run, I I wish they would have signed a veteran, a veteran guy who who could give them something because, you know, hopefully, you know, now Zach Moss comes out and he, he was, I tell you, over, over the last month last year, he was like the seventh or eighth uh, most productive running back in the league. He was pretty good. So he, he does give you hope. But, again, it's he, he hasn't practiced much, didn't play in, you know, in, in, in camp or preseason. So it's it's going to be asking a lot, and they just can't give him 20 carries. I don't think he's ready for that. So, yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed. And, you know, it's but you can't have your quarterback, you know, throw him 37 times isn't ideal. It just, it just isn't. But right now that's what gives you the best chance to win. But it's so hard to do that when – you know, you, there, there's no run game, so the so the Jags play deep on in their safeties, and they take away the deep ball. Pierce had what one target for five yards, and he got yeah. whacked on that one. So it, the, the fact that they were in it 
in the fourth quarter was really in spite of things that went on, which which is sort of encouraging. But over over any kind of a long haul, you know, it, you just can't keep doing that and expecting to be in games because teams are too good and teams are going to score and all that. So remember what Steichen said when he got here: you're, you're going to you're going to throw to score points and you're going to run to win. Well. You know, 16 for 25 isn't going to be good enough, nearly good enough. Here's what I find that's incredibly hilarious about all this is, like, the forte or the signature of a a very unknown and inexperienced quarterback coming out of college. For Anthony Richardson, his signature was being able to put touch on a deep ball. And what is hilarious, maybe even a bit ironic, about how they've set this up personnel-wise is – because they can't run the football at all. We're talking a yard and a half average with running One, backs on Sunday. One, you can't take you can't take a shot down the field, which is supposed to be a signature, a forte, a ready-made attribute that your rookie quarterback has. That is just to me such bad business. Well, and again, we thought that would be. That was so lacking last year. I'm just sitting here finishing up a story on, on Alec Pierce, and you know we're all now saying, well, what's wrong with Alec Pierce? Well, they didn't take many shots. you know. So I remember last year how Reggie was talking about, boy, we just need to take some shots. If nothing, just, if nothing else, to, to, to give defenses the threat to worry about. And, and there were, you know, Anthony Richardson told us there were a couple of occasions when they were going to take shots, and then the protection either – Either the protection wasn't there or he didn't trust it, so he kind of bailed, which is what – he's a rookie quarterback. That's his, his first yeah. inclination might be, well, let's get the hell out of here. So, But they, they averaged 9.7 yards last year re- receptions. That's worse than franchise history. That, again, th- this is a passing league. You've got to have chunk plays. And for the most part, the chunk plays that got passing were catch and runs. Michael Pittman's bubble screen touchdown was beautiful. You know, and he finally got a chance to show his speed. But you've got to take shots. You've got to keep defenses honest. And one of the ways to loosen things up is, is to run the ball and make him bring somebody down to help against the run. That wasn't the case Sunday. You know, and when you can't run the ball well, you know, Deion Jackson and the offensive line, let's put some of this on them too. Third and one, third and two, and third and three, they don't convert. Fourth and inches, they don't convert. That's just, it's just so many things went wrong in, in with, with a team that's still trying to find itself on offense, and hopefully they can get this thing, you know, get a little bit of running game. We're not talking 180 yards, but, you know, 100 would be nice just, just to help the quarterback and to help the offense in general. So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 joins us. I thought that Shane Steichen did a really nice job in helping his rookie quarterback acclimate to his first ever NFL game. Really, you know, through the first half. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, how much of that offensively, where did the scripting end and the play calling that we're going to see, where did that begin? Do, do you know that? No, I don't. Uh, I think they weren't overly aggressive for reasons. Yeah. You know, right. 13 games in college. So let's don't, you know, I think he's already, he's already going to be operating under a, you know, whatever, 40% of the playbook, whatever. They're not going to throw things at him right now because he's just not really – it wouldn't be fair. 
you know, to do do a few things really well instead of a lot of things so-so. And we're going to see this thing grow. We we will. And, you know, you, you just hope that things can, can, you know, better pass protection. You know, what was it, four sacks? And most of them were outside the pocket, I thought, when he, he kind of got outside that one series. He had two on back-to-back plays. So, you know, but it's it's the, the problem is we – we, there's so many knee-jerk reactions to opening games, but you know, again, 16 for 25 by your backs, you, you can't, you can't. I, hate, I don't want to say you can't win that way because you, you can. It's just this team is not is not equipped to win that way, and it's you know, it's kind of crazy. But boy, you hope Zach Moss can really be that much of a difference maker. And again, I go back to again, he played well last year. And they they really asked too much of Deion Jackson, who had just never a very good game. Remember, he had the two fumbles and dropped pass, and so it's going to start with the run game, and and hopefully it's better in Houston. Mike Chapel joins us again. Colts Houston on the road coming up in Houston on Sunday. One o'clock is the kick. Colts pregame huddle with me and others coming up at ten a.m. On Sunday, too, um, it, you look at, you know, the way that the, the plays were called and the whole scripting of it and, and how Anthony Richardson responded. I talked to Rick Venturi on Monday, and he reminded me of this. Uh, and he is such a great outlet for information regarding that. He said, you know, what happens is, is that he ran out of gas. And the first thing I think about Mike is, okay, running out of gas, that means he's tired. But no, he said he ran out of gas because you do these plays, you script these plays, they all work, you're throwing underneath, you're doing stuff that helps build confidence in your rookie quarterback. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, Jacksonville steps up and then puts the clamps down, does something different, and you throw an interception. And you do all these three and outs. And your defense is on the field and gives up 14 14 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and, and that's something I, I kind of wonder if there's going to be a bit of a change of pace because that's how that transpired on Sunday on that loss to Jacksonville. What do you think? Yeah, it, it might. And again, it's, it's, I thought the defense played really, really well until it's yeah. sort of, I mean, the, just the sort of wear down. I don't know. Rick could probably be a better voice on that, but you know, when the offense is, is the three and outs in the quick series and, and it's, you get you're asking them to do it again and then again and again, and we saw that last year, where the defense played pretty well until it simply, you know, ran out of a lot of starters got hurt. You know, Stephon Gilmore and, and and Kenny Moore and earlier Tyquan Lewis and and at some point, you know, they always say, well, we, then we just have to do one more play. We have to do one more. Well, that that sounds fine, but I thought they did a really good job of keeping Trevor Lawrence. From going off, he made two or three yeah. just ridiculous, just ridiculous throws. Uh, but it's going to this. This is going to come back to the offense and, and how how they can you know scheme. I mean, you can only scheme so much. And then Tom Moore, you know, it's players. It's a players' league, and he's right. He's just right. Uh, really, I just want to see how the young quarterback continues to grow. This will be a great opportunity because. You know, a lot of the pressure on, you know, quarterback versus quarterback with he and Stroud, maybe more on Stroud at home, you know, and all this for the home crowd, and maybe Richardson can just go out there and kind of play. 
I don't think that impacted Richardson Sunday. I thought he handled things very well. So it's just, it's just going to be interesting to see how they grow and if they can get, you know, you just you just have to, I think they average 9.3 yards per catch Sunday. And, that, and that's what that 39-yarder and Downs had one and Ogletree had a 20-some yarder. So you got to stretch the field. you got to get people to – to, to, to at least at least you know honor the deep ball because if you don't it, it's just it's just hard for an offense to go 10 12 13 plays because things happen you know a false start a holding penalty the quarterback does something uh, it, it, it's just difficult so it's one game but you know it, th- things have to change in a couple of areas that we've talked about yeah yeah and Mike it, it's interesting to me I, I brought this up couple of days ago a couple of things stood out that has accompanied you know this new quarterback and this new head coach with this team we saw in that loss in week one and that is a fourth quarter failure and I understand that Jacksonville is good and the Colts are building something but we still had and, and you can make excuses they were on the field too much you can make excuses rookie quarterback but still what we're seeing is a failure in the fourth quarter. And to me, it felt so reminiscent to so many of those games a year ago. You know, games yeah. that you could have put away, games you were right there, and games you screwed up because of mistakes or because you couldn't get off the field. But there shouldn't be a carryover because it's, it's just it's a totally different team. But you're right. Yeah, true. You know, That's you, very true. Yes. But but it's the same, you know. It, it's not the same, but it's the same results. And, and yeah, and this team would say, "Well, that wasn't us." Well, you know, one game in, you know, it's the same. So we'll see if this thing, you know, kind of unfolds this way, or if that was, you know, just one of those games against Jacksonville's pretty good. Uh, and I, I thought these guys played pretty well. You know, and then you botch the the punt return uh, where you have them pinned inside the ten yard line to five, and you know what what a change that was. So. A lot of things went wrong, and things are going to go wrong all year. You just hope that there are more high points. No one is sitting here saying, you know, I thought the Colts were going to be 1-0. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's not the case. But you, you don't like the way that it, that it unfolded with, you know, the no-run game. It wasn't a lack of a run game. It was the absence of a running game, the absence of deep, deep, deep threats, and, you know, giving it a couple of plays in special teams. So, I'm just curious to how how this thing goes, and will it be a trend of getting putting yourself in position, and then having to learn how to close? You know, Peyton had to learn how to close games early too, and he did. But he was he, he had better people around him. He had some really good players around him, and it's just, I, I keep falling back. It's going to be interesting to see how this team grows and deals with adversity because there's going to be a lot of adversity this year just because of who you're playing. In the roster you've got, it's, it's they're going to have to overcome some things that maybe normally you wouldn't have to overcome. Mike Chappell's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, and you, know, you, you look at you know this matchup, and, and really I look at it both sides here, Mike. If you took the under on six and a half wins for the Colts this year, you need them to win this game in Houston coming up on Sunday. If you took the over, you really need them – to win the game on Sunday, uh, it's not going to be that simple. Because, uh, again, you're talking about Anthony Richardson for the first time on the road 
Shane Steichen is the head coach, first time on the road. There's going to be a lot of circumstances to this, but all in all, what do you figure matchup-wise we're going to see on Sunday in Houston? Yeah, which quarterback makes the most glaring mistake? And you know, because right. they will, they're, they're going to mess up. They just are. Uh, I just wish this team was better equipped to overcome when when the quarterback does something that he does because he's a rookie and he'll be playing in his whatever it is, 15th yeah. or 16th game, including preseason. And I don't know if they are. You're not going to get a crazy DeForest Buckner touchdown return every week. <laughs> You're just not. So, yeah, which quarterback can, you know, we actually can make those two or three plays but not really suffer that awful, awful turnover that just really turns things around. Because I just don't see either either one of these offenses going out there and just lighten it up. And before you know it, it's 30-27. I don't see that. Uh, I think the Colts defense will play pretty well. But you still – you've got to have help from the offense. You've got to have a chance to catch your breath on the sidelines and a couple of free and outs, you're back out there. And So which which quarterback which quarterback can, can rise above being a rookie in his second game? And, and God, I hate to say it, but not screw up too much. Uh, because rookie quarterbacks tend to screw up because they're rookie quarterbacks. Braden Smith back at practice today. Quentin Nelson was at practice yet. I think from what I saw was working on the side with the trainer. I'm assuming that he'll go. I mean, he he normally gets dinged up and goes on Sunday. So they're all back. What did you think of the way the offensive line played in week number one? Okay. uh, We were talking on our, our podcast today. And Dave Griffiths, our my buddy, said that you know you should be able to average three. You know, if he averaged three yards a carry, it's awful in the NFL. But but and these guys got one point six, and he put a lot. Yeah. He put some of not a lot of it. He put some of it on the offensive line. You know, in the fourth and inches, that's that's the offensive line and your your two hundred and forty five, two hundred fifty pound quarterback not getting you know a couple of inches. So. I, I was I was okay. I, I didn't think there were jail breaks. We've got such a low a low bar. There weren't jail breaks in pass protection like we saw last year. Almost every quarter of every game uh, encouraged, uh, but they need to keep these guys together. Braden Smith again. I, I think he'll be fine. He practiced in the day, like you said, and it will take it will take a bone sticking out for Quentin not to play. Um, and you know, and then and then just continue to grow. They were okay, but again, right now when I went into the season, my bar for okay was pretty low based on last year. And yeah, you know, and it's a different quarterback. It's you're going from Matt Ryan being you know on spot X in every play to, to Richardson, where you don't know where the heck he's going to be because that's how his game is. So you know, okay, but not certainly not good enough. So Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate that. And we'll see what happens in week two down in, in Houston. It, um, it's going to be an interesting year. I don't know how exciting it's going to be from top to bottom, but uh, interesting it shall be. And we've got a soap opera. I mean, major fireworks are going to happen here coming up in, what, two, three weeks. So can't wait to we're going to be on board for that, right? Something's got to give. Either they... They leave his picture up on the side of the stadium, or that's you know they have <laughs> they, they they get the old cherry pickers out and pick it down. So uh, yeah, something something's got to give in the next two or three weeks for that question.
you don't even have to thank me for not bringing up one Jonathan Taylor question today. So I hope know. that makes you feel good. Hope you like it. Uh, hey, I, again, I have a low bar, and I appreciate you for not uh, for not messing up my day. You got it, buddy. I appreciate it, Mike. We'll do it again next week. Next week. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We often talk to the folks of the Believe Podcasting Network. Ruben Calvillo is the host, along with Quentin Dems, a former Texans player, uh, the host of a Texans podcast. I, w- I want to get in with Ruben quickly. Uh, Ruben, thank you on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline for joining us. I- I'm curious. All I've heard are stories and reports. All I've seen are highlights or lack thereof was that Texans' effort, especially along the offensive line, as bad as everybody made it out to be in Baltimore Sunday? Well, when you're without three starters, right, you lose your left guard, Kenyon Green, for the whole year. Your rookie center, Juice Scruggs, who you traded out for, is out for the first four weeks. And Titus Howard, who you just paid, is also out for the next four weeks. C.J. Stroud was sacked five times. I mean, if it wasn't mobile and agile, he would have been sacked seven you know, I would agree with the Baltimore Ravens fans. The offensive line was a huge issue for the Houston Texans. All right. What, what did you see from C.J. Stroud? I mean, just beyond running for his life most of the game, what did you see, both good and bad? So beyond running for his life, um, whenever he had time, the few times that he did, you know, was in command, uh, displayed very good accuracy, um, and had a knack for, you know, converting the third and shorts, right? The Houston Texans, when they did find themselves in that, because normally it was third and seven plus, C.J. Stroud was able to convert. He also used his legs a little bit. You know, the bad, he held on to the ball too long. Obviously, when you have three, you know, offensive linemen out, you do get a little flustered. But overall, from what we saw from C.J. Stroud, was a quarterback who needs a starting O-line. But we're encouraged by what we saw. All right, Ruben, too, when, when you look around your team, and I, I know that this team was kind of built via free agency, at least in the offseason, uh, mm-hmm. surrounded re- regarding a lot of uh, a mid-level type of name-recognizable players and personnel, um, mm-hmm. guys that weren't overly expensive but have produced in the past. What's the expectation just beyond Baltimore going into Sunday and then further down the road for a lot of these veteran guys that were brought in, not for a heavy price tag, but brought in for what they'd accomplished in the past into the fold in Houston in this offseason. Yeah, no, some of those veterans like Jimmy Ward, we don't even know if he's going to be active um, in week two. Uh, Dawson Schultz, who we signed from the Dallas Cowboys, you know, was a non-factor in the passing attack. We definitely need to get our veterans you know, going against the Colts, it's, you know, this is a very young team as far as skill position-wise. But when you bring in veterans like Robert Woods, you traded for Shaq Mason, you are expecting them to produce for your team. As far as this Sunday against the Colts, we've had this circle down. This is the first time Houston Texans fans get to see head coach D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, and Will Anderson Jr. 
We are expecting this to be a very fun game. But for the rest of the season, though, I mean, I do have this Houston Texans around five to six wins. So, Will Anderson had a sack, I believe, in the fourth quarter in that loss in Baltimore on Sunday. What was his effect as a rookie in his first game on that game, just beyond what he put in the stat column Sunday? So, he would have had two to three more sacks if Lamar Jackson just wasn't so good. He was consistently in the backfield on that sack in the fourth quarter, was held by Morgan Moses, the Ravens' right tackle, the entire time, finds his balance, sacks Lamar Jackson. I mean, he is special. And someone that no one's talking about, fourth-year edge rusher, Jonathan Grenard, on the opposite side of him, you know, finally healthy, got in the backfield, two tackles for loss, one sack, two. You know, these, uh, these two rushers have shown that they could get to the quarterback at training camp. They showed it in week one. We need to see it against the Colts. But Will Anderson, Jr., man, is everything as advertised. He's a dog. Before I let you go, too, Ruben, you mentioned Dalton Schultz and the the lack of production in week number one. And, you know, we saw him become a major option in Dallas, which is one of the reasons why he got paid and ultimately ended up in in Houston. What was the reason behind that? Was it because everything was discombobulated with the fact that the offensive line couldn't, couldn't protect? And will that be a major focus against the Colts on Sunday? I mean, that's kind of one of the main reasons, right? Offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick spoke about how the Houston Texans found themselves with not a lot, you know, not a lot of time to get the plays that they want to get going. Um, obviously, when you're without three starting alignment, we the Texans had to basically put their offensive line together in the past two weeks. Had a trade for Josh Jones. Had a trade for Kendrick Green. So this is. Um, Dawson Schultz is someone that the Houston Texans need to utilize. You know, with the Cowboys was a top five tight end. And he is a vital piece of the Houston Texans offense. He needs to get it going. So, Ruben Calvillo, he and Quentin Dems have the Believe podcast and uh, weekly cover the Houston Texans right there. You can check it out where you get your podcasts. And Ruben is with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hey, enjoy the game coming up on Sunday. What, what's the crowd going to be like down there? Is it going to be a sellout? What, what's the excitement level in, in CJ Stroud's open? One of the most anticipated Texan games in years. Um, I will be there early at the tailgate. You know, the Texan tailgate, they they show out. But this is one of the, uh, you know, most ex- anticipating games in a while. But also, shout out to you guys, man. Y'all definitely put up a, a hard, far game against the Jaguars. Hey, Ruben, man, you going to throw down a couple of drinks in that tailgate before you go in the stadium? Come on now, Ruben. Tell me. I'm a Blue Moon guy. I'm down about four or five until I go in. You get all bloated from that. You got to go with a cocktail. That's Cocktail City, Ruben. A little cocktail. Throw down a little bourbon or something like that. Don't get bloated. Mm. I'm just trying to. I'm gonna help you be savvy, Ruben, going into that game. You don't want to live with that bloatation going throughout this first game. All right. (laughs) Yes, sir. Thank you so much. (laughs) You got it, buddy. I appreciate you, Ruben. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a good uh, rest of the show. Have a blessed day and uh, good luck to the Colts. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Betting analyst Brent Halverson already talked to him. He is here and Bob Kravitz. Bob Kravitz, the musings of an old sports writer. 
I couldn't come up with anything else. I like that, though. That's all right. What a glorious day here in Fisher. It is so Is beautiful. this your hometown right now? Well, I live in Carmel, actually. Oh, you we, live in Carmel we, now. We moved, okay. We, we downsized from uh, Fisher's to Carmel. Um, I just needed to be closer to my golf course, Prairie View. Okay, Prairie View is your golf course? Literally, literally within, I, it's almost walking distance right. at, after, a, after a rough night. <laughs> All right. Um, well, speaking of rough nights here, um, it wasn't a rough afternoon for the Colts no. through three quarters. The fourth got a little bit rough because we did see, and we mentioned that when we talked yesterday, Bob, um, that we, we saw some things that have been reminiscent the past couple of years regarding the personnel, regarding the coaching staff, whatever. You know, fourth quarter defensive situations. It wasn't a collapse, and obviously we know the reasons why they were out there too much, but they still gave up 14 in a decisive fourth quarter. That's problematic, as it was a year ago. Uh, and then the offense not holding up their end of the bargain in the fourth as well. First couple of thoughts about that matchup in Houston coming up on Sunday that pop off the page for you. Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm interested to, uh, to see C.J. Stroud. Um, I think of the guys who came out in the draft this year, he's the best pure passer. Yeah. I think without any question. We, start, we saw what he could do with his legs in the uh, national, in the national, was it the semifinal or the final? I can't remember. The semifinal. The semifinal. Yeah. <clears throat> we saw what he could do with his legs. Um, you know, I mean, they're still they're still struggling. You know, they didn't look good at all last week. Couldn't they're, protect him. They couldn't protect him. Their offensive line uh, seems to have been a problem. Seems to be a problem spot and has been for quite some time. So, and I really liked what we saw from uh, from Buckner, from Quiddy Pay, uh, from Grover Stewart. Uh, I thought Shaq looked good. So, uh, I, I think I think this can be a low scoring game and very close. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that what balances this out is because this is also going to be the first road experience for Anthony Richardson. And I think it's going to be much tougher, given the fact you have a week's worth of film on him now, to work him in as gingerly and as effectively as Shane Steichen did through three quarters back on Sunday. Well, the bottom line, the bottom line is they have got to establish some sort of running they do. game. Because, I mean, people are complaining – that uh, they didn't take any shots. Well, they were in a two-deep shell the whole game. Their safeties were playing in, you know, uh, Tipton. Yep. And so there's no way you could get Tipton over. being far away from where we sit right now. Exactly. Yes. If you got to explain it, that's probably not a good thing. But, uh, you know, they, they had no they, – they knew they could stop the running game with the front seven. They never felt compelled to uh, bring a guy uh, down in the box – uh, a safety. Um, so, you know, if they can't run the ball against Houston, it's going to be another another difficult, challenging afternoon. If they can run it just a little bit, and I think Zach Moss is going to be back. Uh, boy, I, I never They would have made he, a move had he not right. been ready. He, that's yeah. exactly right. And so he's back. I, I think that's an improvement for them, but uh, not a significant one. I don't either. And I want to see him go down the field. And clearly one of the, the reasons why we didn't see him or them take any shots offensively is because there was no room to. No, no reason to because everybody was, you know, you know, obviously not worried about the run whatsoever. So you could play back and, you and know, you that, take that away. And that's why Alec Pierce had one catch yeah. for five yards. I mean, you know, Alec Pierce needs to develop more of a, more of a skill set when it comes to receiving. Uh, right now he's – the back shoulder guy, he's the deep ball guy, but I haven't seen much of anything else. I really like Pittman. I think Pittman is, you know, I think we underestimate 
Michael Pittman, or we uh, we we, it, we don't right. judge him more harshly than we should. You say we we like to say, well, he wouldn't be a one on most other teams. I I think I think about half the league he'd probably be a, be a one, but it's open. I, I will say this: um, I I think that, for example, I'll just go on what I talked about, and you know, them not having skill position players. He gets lumped into the lack of skill position players when he shouldn't be entirely right. Um, the thing that I notice more than anything else is that on that play when he scored for 39 yards away, they created the separation for him on that screen. The and then, yeah, and then he had, you know, a convoy to the end zone. The problem I have with him and really anybody else out there is that there is zero separation ever unless Steichen is capable, like he did on that play, of creating it. And yeah. that's problematic. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, there's a stat out there. I, I, I'm not even sure where you access it. But, you know, my football nerd yeah. friends, you know, you can you can judge what kind of separation each uh, wide receiver gets. And uh, the Colts are consistently low on that. And, and, you know, you've got a rookie quarterback, you know, open in college and open in the NFL are two different things. Yes. And, you know, and especially when you don't have receivers who can get that separation, uh, they so desperately need Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're well on their way. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. You picked them to win three games. Yeah, three games. Uh, standing by that right now. I'm That's telling cool. you, I said this yesterday, Bob. This is a game for both, for those of us that went under the Vegas over-under of six and a half. I did, you did. And those that went over, this is a desperation type of win. This is a have-to. This is a must-win, as right. I used to call it all the time, too. Because either way, if you took the under, you took the over, this has to be a part of the winning column on this resume this year, if well, you're looking at it that if, way. if they're going to win more than three or four games, right. this, is a, this is the kind of game you've got to win. Houston, like you said before, they did not protect the quarterback uh, at all last week. And it reminds me, reminds me. Oh. Of the, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait. Did you uh, just I, shake I, me I, off the drink? I, uh, no, I got a drink. I, I want one. Oh, I no, thought you, no. I thought you no, were no, no, it no. I was though, but you shook it off. I thought you were pointing. No, it that, food. no. He, like, Brent's going to eat drink. that, but I was going to get you. You need to be two fisted up here today. Oh Lord. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay. Oh yeah. Two, uh, yeah. Bring one out. Same as I. He'll like that. Yes, I, I thought you like were it. offering me an onion ring. I'm like, no, I had lunch. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, we were we were all Brent. We were offering a cocktail That's right, right here. So he'll like and it. You know, and my answer one, will always be yes to that. One one of Bob's hands were empty. So you've got another hand. You got with, with all due respect to beer, we, we we don't drink a lot of beer on this set every Thursday here. No, no this we, is Cocktail City. This is where we get our knowledge, John. We have it is. It's created know, right here. Spirits and knowledge. <laughs> the knowledge is absolutely created. But yeah, where were we anyway? You were you were commenting on that the, the Colts moving forward with wins versus losses. Yeah. It's not about that this year. It's not. But you know, the other thing is. I always feel as if you expedite the growth process with somebody like Richardson if you can also show over the course of the season the development in terms of wins versus losses. You know what I mean? I just think that that helps the situation all the way around, even if it's not completely what you're looking for in a season like yeah, this. We all need confirmation that no we're, doubt. What, we're, what we're doing, what we're working so hard on, that there are some – that the results are going to be there. Um, you know, I, I think this is really a pick 'em game, honestly. Yeah, I do mean, too. Two rookie quarterbacks. I, I'm not a betting guy these days. No money. But uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a betting guy these days. But, 
I, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot ball. No, yeah, I, and we'll talk about this coming up at the top of the hour are, here. You are, right? Yeah, yeah. That's our betting like analyst right there. Uh, yeah, the, the Texans right now are one-point favorites they as are. it stands, correct? Oh, they're, fa- they're favorites? Yeah, uh-huh. it was they're a pick favorite. and there's a little bit of money on Houston, so. Oh, because the Colts were a one-point favorite. They were. Yep. Okay. God, that shocked me. That, yeah. that shocked me when that I saw moved like, to a pick them and then it uh, swung okay. the other side. Well, I mean, you look the, the way Houston played in Baltimore, they weren't close. No. They weren't close. Now, Baltimore in Baltimore with that team is a lot tougher. It's tough. But they weren't close. So that's why. Right, right. Now, I, you know, Houston, I mean, they got what, Willie Anderson. Yep. Uh, the second pick. I mean, Got his they, first sack of the year, I think, in the fourth quarter. Exactly. And really did a lot more, I think, than just that sack would, would dictate to yeah. you. So. so, no, I just getting back to the Colts. From, from this point forward, everything they do is to get guy. you know, our friend Rick Venturi calls yes. ambient guys. Guys who can score touchdowns. You know, I, 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 I like where they are defensively. I, I think Zaire is turning into a star. He is. He's not a star already. Uh, Shaq looked really good. Uh, DeForest, you know, I give DeForest Buckner a lot of credit. He may be behind the scenes. He's saying, get me the hell out of here. But I can say that publicly, he's never given any indication that he wants to be anywhere but here in Indianapolis. Because if I was a star, you know, of his caliber, I don't want any part of a, of a massive rebuild. It's going to be it's going to be two years minimum before this team's any, any you know, competitive. Yes. To me. It would be tough if, it were, if I were him to look back in what's going on in San Francisco and what has gone on in San Francisco. Right. And, and, and look, unfortunately, as you being the odd man out in that equation. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, they moved, they moved Stephon Gilmore. Uh, you know, Stephon wanted out. And let's face it, after last year, it's amazing they didn't all want out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about that, too. Yeah, I brought this up as we hit a break here. Bob Kravitz joins us. Brent Halverson with us. Parks Place Pub. It's a large city bourbon locks. Luna Azul tequila shots type of Thursday here. Week two of the NFL with the Vikings and the Eagles coming up later on tonight. But there have been rumors about, you know, what the Jets are going to try to do as far as a veteran quarterback presence is concerned. And Jacoby. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And that, I, like, the best like, there are like four or five former Colts quarterbacks on this list. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of hilarious. But at the same time, Gardner Minshew yeah. has been on a lot of these lists. I, I would say, and I'm not all in always on draft capital. I, to me, that can be overrated. For a backup a great quarterback, he'll take a fifth round yeah, or I mean, a fourth round. That, that, to me, that, that to me can be overrated. But I will say this. The only way you're going to ever see Gardner Minshew, two ways, both bad injury or a level of ineffectiveness to where you have to right. take him out, which isn't going to happen. So it'd only be injury. And it, you can ride with Sam Ellinger sure. as a backup right now. So, I mean, if you have the opportunity to just have interest, you deal him, don't no, you? In, in a heartbeat, yeah. in an absolute heartbeat. Uh, if you can get yourself a, a fifth rounder, maybe possibly a fourth rounder if the Jets are really desperate. I mean, I'm just pulling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just making up. And, and who knows if this but, is true, but, but yes. But, you know, I, yeah, if I was the Colts, I would think about it. I mean, Gardner's, Gardner's not going to play this year unless it's worst-case scenario or one of the two worst-case scenarios. So, yeah, I, I'd move him in a heartbeat. But I think, I think either Minshew or Brissett would be good uh, guys to step in for Aaron Rodgers in New York. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Week two of the NFL are Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. James, cue the band. Let's go. It starts tonight, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia scuffled around offensively in week number one. They won, however, on the road in Foxborough against New England. They are, I hope I'm going to have to get glasses for these segments. Is that a four or six right there? They're a six-point favorite. Six-point favorites at home against Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's uh, defense evidently uh, was recognized, thank you very much, (laughs) with their defensive calls by Baker Mayfield. And he, actually, that does help. Look at me right here. Look at you. I just turned into a 75-year-old stinking man doing you this look right good. here. I look. tell you, look at Good hair, Lord Almighty. Hey, look at me on YouTube. Good God Almighty. Sexy. Don't look at me like that. This you makes my face look fat. So, uh, <laughs> six-point favorites are the Eagles against the Vikings at home. Uh, Vikings lost to the Buccaneers last week in week one. Lay the six. Take the Eagles, Brent. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, we talked about earlier the uh, the, the uh, Vikings. They just didn't look good, right? Their their defense is kind of suspect. They got a big O line guy out. They're going to have a hard time right now. And I think Philly. Philly won the game, but they didn't do Philly stuff like we talked about, right? I think you're going to see a big night from Jalen Hurts. I know Gainwell is out for him, but you're going to see uh, Swift and uh, Rashad Penny coming in tonight to do some running as well. I like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to win this one pretty good. Take the Eagles, lay the six. Slater. I got to go against you guys here. I, Eagles have a ton of injuries. That Gamewell uh, injury is going to be bigger than you think. I, I think they will try to work Swift in, whether Gamewell is healthy or not. But um, And I'm going against my gut here because on these Thursday night games, I always go with the home team. But I got to go with the Vikings. I don't love the Vikings, but I'm, I'm picking them, getting six here. These readers, look, I can't see anything, and now I can. Isn't that wild? <laughs> can. Can't. Can. Right there. Uh, I went with the Packers last week, and I was right about that. That opener against the Bears in Chicago was a win, running away by the Packers on the road in Atlanta. In Atlanta, I thought, even though they were taking on Carolina, was rather offensively impressive. One-and-a-half-point favorites at home in Atlanta. I'm going to lay the one-and-a-half. I'm going to take the Falcons this week over your Packers, Brent. Probably a pretty good call. That game opened up Green Bay as a one-point favorite, which was pretty odd to see. But, again, everybody watched. They go off of what they saw week one. Packers look great. Man, I was so happy. And, and Mr. Schleter here being a fellow Packer fan, we beat the Bears. We still yeah. own the Bears. We're I coming would. after you. Jordan Love 1-0 against the Bears. I think they've got a little bit. That was confidence booster for Jordan Love. Uh, I'm still waiting to see if Christian Watson's going to play. Hopefully so. But uh, Romeo Dobbs looked great with two touchdowns last week. The running game, Aaron Jones, he has a little hammy thing going on. Yeah. God, he looked great. But uh, I like the way the whole team looked. Defense looked great. Give me the Green Bay Packers to go into Atlanta and get the W. Slater. Do you think Rodgers and Love had a meeting where they actually transferred title of the ownership of the Bears? I did see something along those lines. It was something about just keep it. had to, oh, yeah. right? I Absolutely. mean, that's the only way it works. No, uh, honestly, the Falcons' run game is one of the best in football. Absolutely. But this team is one-dimensional. Desmond Ritter, I'm just going to fade him all year yep. uh, until, the, until Vegas has it dialed in. But I think you go with the Packers here. I, I, I think that's the only way to go. So, Larsley, Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, sweet number two of the NFL. But the Raiders on the road in Buffalo. And 
while I believe Buffalo is going to win and bounce back after what was an embarrassing Josh Allen performance on Monday night and a loss in overtime to the Jets, I don't trust that eight and a half. I'm going to take the eight and a half. I'm going to take the Raiders on the road. Bills win, but give me the Raiders because I don't think Buffalo's offense is as good around Allen as it should be right here. So give me the Raiders, Brent. Yeah, you know what? We both were on the Raiders last week. They pulled out the W. Yeah. You know, that was, uh, it was impressive. But again, I just think that, uh, that, you know, watching that game the other night, Josh Allen did look horrible. They're going home. They're going to be at home. This is a big fat number for coming off what they did. Uh, I think they're going to kind of cover this pretty easily. I think I want to take Josh Allen for a big bounce back, big day. Uh, lay the eight and a half. Give me the Bills. What do you guys, Leader? Yeah, if you think the Bills are not going to cover this, you're telling me that you think Josh Allen's not a great quarterback. Josh Allen is a great quarterback. He, he he's a like gunslinger. you on Monday he, night. He's Brett Favre out there throwing the ball around, right? Uh, but I think they dial that back in this week. Uh, the, the Raiders aren't good, let's be honest. The Raiders are going to be a five or six win team this year. And uh, they got injury concerns from last week going into this week. So... Give me Josh Allen, and I'll, I'll lay the nine points. All right, Ravens and Bengals. Ravens are off to a good start at home, beating the Texans. Meantime, the Bengals, it was a struggle. Awful loss on the road in Cleveland to open up the season. Home opener for the Bengals. Three-point favorites they are in Cincinnati. I'm going to lay the three and believe that the Bengals are back on track. However, I am not 100% sure because I do like the Ravens moving forward, even with the loss of J.K. Dobbins. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals. Lay the three, take the Bengals on Sunday, Brent. Yeah, you know, this is a game. I really like this Baltimore Ravens squad, and, and I really thought this line would be way different. But this line tells me to alter my judgment because I would take Baltimore in this, yeah. in this spot right here. I think they've got uh, the – I think you're going to have a big year from the whole Ravens squad. But I really think that line tells me – it tells me that uh, Cincinnati Bengals are going to win this game. Burrow's got to come back after that just dismal performance they did last week. He's got all that cash. He's got to get out there and make it worthwhile. Give me the, uh, give me the Bengals. I'll lay the three. Slater. The last 16 times the Ravens have won and covered, they're 3-13 and 13 against the spread the next week. I think you Good saw stat. Joe That's a hell of a stat right, right there. I think yeah. you saw Joe Burrow's worst game of the season, yep. the first game of the season. Sure. He bounces back this week. Give me three. I, I thought you were going to give me three and a half. Yeah. At three, I'm going Bengals all day. Yep. All right, Seahawks, I I thought maybe the surprise of the weekend was the Rams on the road at Seattle on Sunday. Seattle trying to keep from going 0-2 to start on the road against the upstart Lions. Everybody's love affair with the toilet and the Lions. Five-point favorites at home. Yeah, I hated the way that Seattle looked on Sunday, so I'm going to go ahead and lay the five as the Lions are five-point favorites. Give me the Lions. Up in the toilet, Brent, coming up on Sunday. Yeah, you know, again, I was big on Seattle last week, and they just came out, and they looked flat. They just couldn't do anything at all. Geno Smith is not the Geno Smith we saw last year. He's, like I said earlier, going back to what he was a couple years ago. I thought Detroit team, they're, they're just going on this big buzz right now, and they're playing some good ball. Now they've been our, our covering machine, yeah. and they were dogs all year last year. I think uh, Detroit, this is such a big game for them. They're going to come out. They're going to put this in. They're going to cover that five. I'll take the Detroit Lions. Later. Well, the Lions won their Super Bowl last weekend, boys. I hate sure. to tell you, uh, but I'm going to give you a stat that could change both Look your at minds. The stats. Right? I love it. So this is a week two, a week two trend, right? Right. A team that was a double-digit loser in week one, playing a team that wasn't a double-digit loser the following week, week two. So this is the Seahawks this week, and it's the Bears this week. Yeah. When they're the road team 
The last 25 games, they're 24 and 1 against the spread. Holy cow, it's a stat, John. My mind is blown. 96% <laughs> cover rate. Wow. <laughs> Give me that all day. So I do, I, I love that Lions team. I love the energy they've got going on. But again, that was their Super Bowl. I mean, you beat the Super Bowl defending champs at their place, one of the hardest places to play. Now you got to come back home and meet these expectations. Uh, Seahawks did not play up their potential last week. Larceny, Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul, Tequila Shots, Kansas City, that opener a week ago tonight, losing at home to the Lions. Three and a half point favorites on the road. Jacksonville, of course, we know what the Jags did to the Colts on Sunday. Lay the three and a half. Take the Chiefs to bounce back on the road Sunday. Brent? Man, I wish I could. I, I'm a big, I was still blown away by that game. By the, you know, just to say that the, the receiving core has definitely changed. Travis Kelsey is going to be the biggest cause of that, right? It looks like he's trending to play. He's going to be back in there. That's going to be huge. But you know what? I think this Jacksonville squad, they've got, with their additions at receiver, they've got, a, they've got everything kind of looking good. Granted, they didn't, uh, they didn't blow the Colts out, but they did cover. I like Jacksonville in this one. I'm going to take the points at home as they go to start their season. Give me the plus three and a half. Give me the Jags. Matt. Yeah, Chiefs win these games close. I mean, we all know that. It's a road game against a, a tough Jags team. I think the Chiefs win this game, but I, I, I'm going to take the three and a half. But Maker, Maker Mayfield, the uh, starting quarterback, uh, seemingly knew the Vikings' defensive calls. The Buccaneers get that surprise win over Minnesota in week one. So they had their home opener against the Bears, and you can tell by the body language on the sideline that it looks like everybody on that Bears roster does not like playing where they're playing right now. Problematic. Three-and-a-half-point favorites, the Buccaneers at home. Lay that number, Brent, and give me the Buccaneers to start the season. Surprisingly enough for Todd Bowles at 2-0. and You know, after watching, I watched that game completely. Yeah. The Bears, they just did. They didn't look good. I mean, the Packers look great, so I kind of like that in the, in the process. I don't think Tampa's really got what is going on. I think Baker's on that uh, little bit of a, a winning high. I don't think he's going to have all the, uh, all the uh, signals this time around, John. I'm going to take the points, and I'm going to take the Bears on the road to go in and cover. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings lost that game last week. I don't think the Bucks won it necessarily. Yeah. Um, Bears are bad, but the Bucks are worse. So I think in the situation, I mean, the Bears looked terrible. They terrible. looked like they were uninterested in being in there. But and, and week one, that's saying something. It's week one. It's not like it's week 10 or 12 or something. That's what's scary. Yeah, I just, situational pick here for me, I'm going to take – after a Bears loss, after a Bucks big road win, I'm going to take the Bears. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, Week 2, uh, Parks Place Pub and Fishers. You can join us here. Free-flowing samples of cocktails, of course, and great food. The Chargers and the Dolphins, a shootout last week, won by Miami. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Chargers on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee in a close loss on the road at New Orleans. Man, I... Trying to look and see what I did a little bit earlier here. I think this is kind of one of these pick em type of deals that I had right here. I'm going to make sure I'm going to – I took Tennessee. I'm going to take the three and a half and take Tennessee at home. I don't trust this whatsoever. But it's two and a half. That's a, that's a big two and a, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the one I am right now. You're right. Two and a half. I'm still going to go ahead and take Tennessee at home in their home opener. I don't trust it a great deal. Off the board a little bit. Give me Tennessee, Brent. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I don't think it's a bad call. I mean, if, yeah. this, game, if this line was – Above that number, magic number of three, yeah. I'd probably join you. Yeah. But uh, I'm actually going to go with the Chargers. I think they've got the better firepower. I think they've got the, the, the whole better layout of system, right? So I think the way they're running their offense, I think Justin Herbert's the real deal. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Chargers. I'll lay that two and a half on the road. So later. Holvi, you're right. They've got Herbert. They've got a better offense. They've got a better system. They've got all these things. But they also have Brandon Staley. 
And I wouldn't let Brandon Staley watch my dog. <laughs> he's that bad good at coach? situational football. In the last five minutes of a game, he's going to give it up. So there's either going to be uh, a backdoor cover or an uh, outright win here like by the Titans. Like happened last week, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what they did yep. against the Dolphins. you got to uh, love Sleater, man. He had material ready to rock Well, I today. had this great stat about Vrabel being 24-9 and nine <laughs> against the spread when they're getting three or more points, but then they're getting two and a half. Two and a half. So right, if it goes yeah. to three, I'm pounding the Titans. Yep. So it's at two and a half. You're taking the I'll, Titans I'll take still? Titans at two All and a right. half, yep. Uh, the Giants lost 40 nothing to the Cowboys to start out their season on the road against Arizona. Arizona was surprisingly close against the Commanders. Four and a half point favorites of the Giants. This game, if I didn't have to right here, I wouldn't touch this with a 10-foot That's why they put oh, yeah. lines on it, John. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm going to lay the four and a half and take the Giants. But uh, watch the Cardinals end up winning. But I, I wouldn't touch this at all. I don't like it, but I'll take the Giants in this case. Brent? Yeah, this is ugly. You know, I'm, I'm really going to look at it as kind of going off that whole thing. I mean, yeah. the, the Giants, they just got they got absolutely blown out. But uh, Arizona, they did. They looked a lot better than, than what they should, right? This is a home game. I think Zach Ertz, he's their guy, man. They're still going after him. You guys got some age to him. He's the guy. He's going to be the difference maker. You're going to give me four and a half points at home. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so answer me this. If you have a team that's getting 85% of the tickets coming in on them, that line should be going the other Giants, way. Giants, yeah. and it's dropping to yeah. four and a half. I, I'm, I'm, with, uh, I'm with JMV here. I would stay away from this with a 10-foot pole, but it. it shows me that the pros are all over the Cardinals on this one. So uh, I'll take Arizona reluctantly. Sure, yeah. sure. Brock Purdy offensively, and then that defense of the Niners all over Pittsburgh in week number one. And they're on the road against the Rams in week two, installed as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. That is rather robust against a division rival. And don't forget the Rams. The Rams look really good on the road in Seattle in week one. So give me that seven-and-a-half, and give me the Rams at home. SoFi coming up on Sunday, brothers. Yeah, a little smoke and mirrors there, I think. You know, I, 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 they did look good. Both teams scored 30 points last yeah. week. But, man, those 49ers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he might be the – Both sides of the football they did, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That dude, he, he can make things happen. I think he's going to make things happen again. I'm going to lay the seven-and-a-half. I'd always buy that hook 100%. Do not bet seven-and-a-half. Lay seven. Give me San Fran to go in and get the win. Rams aren't as good as they looked last week. I'll give you that. But a home division dog over a touchdown. It's big. I'll, I'll take the Rams. I just noticed inside the lounge via YouTube Live in this video, I look like Gino Ariema in these glasses, don't I? Do I look like Gino Ariema? I don't even know who that is. These, uh, uh, these, UConn coach? Yeah, the UConn women's coach. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look like you. My face, my face is way too <laughs> fat for these glasses. <laughs> Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Hey, we saw what the Cowboys did to the Giants, eight and a half point favorites at home against the Jets. I know this is a big number. This is easy for me. This is going to be another runaway and hide win for the Cowboys against the Jets coming up this weekend. Give me Dallas, Brent. Yeah, you know, I'm getting, hey, the Jets have a great defense, and they had a great offense until uh, number eight now. I'm going to say number 12. Number eight went down <laughs> in the first 60 seconds. You got, you got Zach Wilson back. He's not your answer. I think Dallas is going to have a field day with him. I think Dallas wins this thing pretty easily. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm going to go ahead and Larceny lock this one up. Dallas Cowboys, big over the Jets. What's Lee Corso say? Not so fast, my not friend. Not so fast, yeah. my friend. Uh, here's the thing. This game's going to go under the total. The, the total's been dropping, 44, 43, all the way to, I think, 39 maybe now. Um, you... 
that Jets defense is legit. One of the best in football, probably top five. Oh, they are, absolutely. Uh, and if you love the under and you have a, a nine-point spread in the game, you just got to go with getting the points. So I'll take the large dog here. Go Jets. You think the Jets can score? Uh, probably not, but so you <laughs> may, think maybe, it's gonna 10, be, maybe 10. So you think it's going to be eight to nothing? No, <laughs> it could be 17-10. I mean, this could be one of those games. Dak is not – so that game last week was not a Dak game, right? Oh, it was right? not. It was Dallas defense. That, that was a typical sure. Dak game, though. Oh, it, well, absolutely. I mean, he's not going to go out and win da- uh, games for him. So you got two defenses playing against each other, yep. two great defenses playing against each other. Give me nine points all day in that game, right? right. Uh, we might get a defensive score from the Jets. It's uh, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots Week 2 in Denver. The Washington Commanders and Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver. The home favorite at minus three and a half. Uh, not only am I going to take the Broncos, I called it last week and it didn't come through, but uh, I'm going to take the Broncos at home, lay the three and a half, um, but give me Logan Thomas of the Commanders as a Luna Azul tequila shot of the week here at tight end. I, I don't know his hell. I believe his he's healthy. I, I I just think tight ends versus this defense is going to work. Give me Logan Thomas coming up on Sunday as that Luna Azul tequila shot, but lay the three and a half, Brandon. Give me the Broncos. All right. I, you know what? I don't. I still don't think. Uh, I don't think Russell's a guy. I don't. I, I, I know there's kind of changing, doing sure. all this stuff going yep. on over there. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think this game might come down to a three point W. And if that's the case, you give me three and a half. I think the commander's got a, a pretty decent squad. I think Sam Hell, he, he didn't have a, a great game last week, but I think he's going to be a decent quarterback. I think they got some good weapons on receivers. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, Washington commommanders plus three and a half. Slater. That was nice of your wife to bring me an old-fashioned. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. She's, she's, she's good like that, man. She's great. She's great. Uh, you're right. Russell Wilson is not the Wilson, Russell Wilson of old, but that defense in Denver is great. Second home game in a row. Sean Payton will get them right. Um, smart money's on the Broncos. 80% of the money's on the Broncos. Uh, and I'm going to take the Broncos as my uh, pick em, uh, of the week. Yeah. So to, to move, I won't pick the Broncos again. I did bet the Broncos 800 uh, uh, plus 800 to win the division this year, so that Chiefs loss early helped. And I think the Broncos uh, have, a, have a decent shot of winning this division. So give me the Broncos here, minus three and a half against the Commanders. Hey, Dolphins on the road. I'm going to lock this up, and you guys are going to think it's weird. But three-point favorites on the road in New England. You're kidding me? I'm taking the Dolphins. I am in week number two. That is my Larceny Bourbon lock of the week. The Dolphins lay the three over the Patriots and Foxborough. Pats fall to 0-2 to start the season, Brent. Yeah, this game is this game is tricky. That line is tricky. That, to me, it, it, Miami should be a bigger favorite, right? Like I really think they should, especially coming off. But again, you're going to see yeah. you know, Tua put up all those yards. Tua was the quarterback of the week, but Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, man, that guy can absolutely burn people. And I was surprised too. On on the flip side, Patriots Mac Jones looked a lot better than I remember Mac Jones being. So I think it's to be a good game. But uh, you know what? I'm with you, John. I'm going to take Miami. Give me Miami late three. This is going to be a great game, not a good game. It's going to be a great game, but it's not tricky. This is not tricky at all. This is a home division dog. This is Bill Belichick not starting out 0-2. And I tell you what, going back to that last game, Patriots against the Eagles, Patriots won every statistical category. So Patriots won that game in the stats. Give me the Patriots here. Getting three for sure. All right, Saints, three-point favorites on the road at Carolina. That's the Carolina home opener. I'll lay the three, Brent, and take the Saints on the road. What do you got? Yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure Schleter's got some great stat on this because <laughs> it's kind of the same setup yeah. here. 
but I just don't think so. I, I kind of like these Saints. Again, they've got some weapons. Um, just when uh, Kamara gets back, they're going to be a whole different team as well. But they're laying three uh, on the road in Carolina. I don't think Carolina's got what it takes. I'm going to take uh, New Orleans Saints. Panthers were tied going into the fourth quarter with a rookie quarterback yeah. in, on the road. Uh, they won in the stats. Uh, I think he'll play much better this week, Bryce Young will. So give me the Panthers plus three. Uh, the second of the uh, two Monday Nighters this week would be the Browns and the Steelers. Impressive Cleveland over Cincinnati in week one. The Steelers looked awful. Uh, two and a half point favorites on the road in Pittsburgh. I cannot imagine the Steelers dropping to 0-2. However, two and a half, I'm going to lay the two and a half and give me the Browns on the road. Brent? Yeah, I mean, the Steelers look dismal. Uh, again, this is going to fall into one of these stat lines over here, but uh, I just can't. I can't take them. They looked horrible. I mean, you've got a couple decent backs, you know, Jalen Warren yep. back there and Najee Harris, and neither one of them did anything. I think they'll have a little bit better game. Cleveland, though, I really like what Cleveland's doing. I, I do, and I think Deshaun Watson's going to have one of those kind of, you know, he, he had last year to knock the rust off. I think he, he came out. They beat a Bengals team. That's, a, that's kind of their, their big deal after that. I'm going to go ahead and lay the two and a half. It's a short. It's under a field goal. Give me the Brownies to win at Pittsburgh. I don't need stats on this one. This is Mike Tomlin at home as a division <laughs> dog. He's not going 0-2. Uh, give me the Steelers getting points. I would even take the money line on that. Although yeah. I like the Browns like to that win too. that division yeah. this year. But Steelers at home, Tomlin, I, gosh. Sleater, I think you could talk me into that pretty easily. Colts and Texans, final one of week number two down in Houston. One o'clock to start right here, 10 a.m. with me and others. And the Colts pregame huddle coming up on Sunday morning. One and a half point favorites. All right, check that. One point favorites as of right now, the Texans. I'm going to lay the one and uh, give me the Texans 2017 in the win. I think it's going to be one of these knock-around games where each team gets gives one another an opportunity uh, to win this game, and I think ultimately home field advantage carries over in that home opener for Houston. They do enough to win against the Colts Sunday. Brent? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this game opened up. The Colts were a favorite, one-point favorite, went to a pick -em. It's now Houston is a one-point favorite, so there's been some movement on that game as well. I think these are, this is a very equal game. You know, I honestly do. And it comes down to that home field advantage. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Houston Texans, lay the one as well. Also, my Lunazul Tequila fantasy shot of the week, Nico Collins. Like it. For the Houston Texans. I like that. Nico yeah. Collins. Makes sense. What do you got, Sleater? Yeah, I mean, the only negative, really, that the Texans have going against them is uh, they're starting a rookie quarterback, right? But so are the Colts at the end of the day. So this, this is kind of a toss-up game. JMV said it best. You just kind of got to take the home team in this uh, in this matchup. Kind of how it feels. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Lunar Zul Tequila Shots, week two of the NFL. We feeling good? Feeling great. Got to do a little bit better after week one. So let's Nine uh, let's and seven and last Give week with me right there. Buddy.